Hi and welcome to the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. I'm Ryan, the host slash game runner of Alliance. Join me as I talk to the 12th place finisher of Invicta, Madison, about playing their first Survivor org and learning a few lessons on what not to do. I'm joined today by the 12th place finisher from Alliance Invicta, Madison. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. I am excited to talk to you uh, about the season. You're the first person from this cast that I'm getting to do this with, which will be fun. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and so I guess the best place to start is uh, your... I don't know, introduction into orgs in general and like what drew you to them. Um, I know in your application, you said you were pretty familiar with discord, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It was this was your first org question mark? It was. And I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, I, I've said it multiple times uh, throughout my games, but essentially I, I kind of blame cheese for tricking me into it. Not that I would have not done it had I known more details, but it would have probably been better for me to know what was going on. Because, <laughs> um, you know, he's just like, oh, do you like socializing and playing puzzle games with friends? Why don't you uh, join this game and apply for it? So I did. And that was a very uh, generic and not detailed <laughs> description of what an org actually was. And I've never even seen the show Survivor. Like, I obviously know what it is, but I've, I've never watched it. So I didn't even have that as a reference to go off of as to what I was getting myself into. <laughs> yeah, a lot of that would have helped, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> Man, he's a, he's a character. <laughs> I blamed him nonstop from that moment on. Um, we actually played in an org after um, Invicta together as teammates, and the entire time I was out to get him just as revenge. <laughs> so, uh, despite the fact that we were actually playing on the same team, but no, it, it I, in the end it was definitely fun. I just the first game. I mean, I, I was out in twelfth place. I really had no idea of what was going on. I didn't realize that you had to search for things. Um, and I didn't really know anything like I knew what an immunity was obviously, but I didn't know that there were other items as well or what any of the other items did. And mm -hmm. I know it, it, it made me come off as suspicious to some of the people <laughs> because everyone was so used to knowing all of these terms, but I genuinely was just like, I have no idea what's going on, but no one believed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's always kind of an interesting social uh relationship where you know you will see people downplay how much they know at times and because of that people who've played a lot of these will be suspicious of that <laughs> those actions yeah. and those things so when somebody actually doesn't know what they're doing um that can be tricky and yeah i believe emily from the season was um the other one who she's never been in an org before either. And she was also uh, someone who cheese got into them. And yes. while she understood what, you know, survivor and survivor games were like, she also was not, I don't think quite ready for Alliance mm -hmm. uh, and the beast that it is for searching within Alliance. So um, there was a small amount of bonding over that, but it was mostly just us arguing about how much we were like going to <laughs> throttle cheese. So <laughs> It would be deserved. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, this season took place in January and February of 2022. Uh, you were one of the later applications leading up to the season. Um, applications being as hard to come by as they are. It was never really a question mark of casting really anybody, if I'm being honest, ever. That's um, right. <laughs> uh, but... So, uh, you know, social relationships and online games, that is definitely things that take place in Alliance. Um, so when, when it actually starts and you're 
initially dropped into the marooning channel um there's some backstory about like where you're going to be and what's kind of about what's happening you get a chance to meet the other 13 people that you're going to be playing with um was that i don't know was there a sense of feeling out of your depth at that point or how, how what was that like I was actually quite comfortable with that aspect of it. I, I'm very much so an outgoing extrovert kind of person. So I had no issues with the social aspect of it in that regards. I did not realize, however, um, how needed it was to maintain um, one-on-one relationships hmm. with other people. I, I, you know, being my first ever org, I, I really didn't realize you needed not only be active on the main channel, but you also needed to be active in the individual chats. And that's really what did it for me is I didn't realize how much of a social game it was, even though, um, you know, there was definitely a lot of communication going on. I think there was like two or three people I never even had a conversation with just simply because of my time constraints that I was going through at that time anyways. And I apologize. My, my we're in the car. My <laughs> the baby is uh, in the background screaming <laughs> um, for me and for his father. <laughs> That's okay. But yeah, so I didn't realize quite how much I needed to have it, but I, there was definitely no um, overwhelming sense of like, you know, Oh my gosh, there's so many people. How do I talk to this many people? Um, outside of the fact that I just didn't realize I needed to do it more. And I would have had I realized that at the time. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, it's obviously, you know, maintaining a more kind of personal relationship with the players in the game is important. Um, and it's tricky to find a balance, even if you know what's expected and know what's coming of you for, from you um, as far as like, how much of a relationship is enough or and how much is too much and some people there is no limit <laughs> um if you are familiar with bird and some of the other people from previous seasons like there were there have been players where there's no there's no threshold <laughs> too high um yeah. but there's definitely i think almost uniformly across the board thresholds too low and uh yeah like you said if if that's not there, uh, it can be pretty easy to, um, you know, when you don't have a connection. And especially with the way this season was structured, um, can lead to an easy vote out. Uh, yeah, and that's definitely what happens early game with any of the games I've seen afterwards. It's, you know, the, it's always the inactive players that go first. Mm -hmm. And I was active enough to keep me in it for the first couple rounds, but the not active enough whenever it came to... Uh, the you know the round I actually got out of that and the fact that I just was genuinely blundering around not knowing what anything was made me look suspicious. So <laughs> that did not help. I, I know Mary was just like she she's acting like she doesn't even know what these items are, so she has to have one. I'm like I really don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, all right. So 14 player cast. Uh, this was the first and and to this point only season we've done where the starting quote-unquote tribe uh was all one tribe uh there, mm -hmm. there weren't two tribes at the beginning all 14 of you were together you could have dms with each person um there was no division whatsoever and how that played into immunity challenges was each one there would be a top x people who would be safe and bottom x people who would go to tribal and I think the first challenge, that's it's an individual one, but the next few after that, you're either paired up or in groups of three or something like that. And so that dynamic means on one hand, you know, you have, you know, your, your safety is in your own hands, so to speak. Um, but on the other hand, if you aren't safe, it really puts you in a precarious position because until you get the results of the challenge, you don't even know who's going to be going with you to vote. And the configuration of that group might be more or less uh, dangerous for each person in particular. Um, so that, I don't know. I, I As someone who's now played a bunch of other games, um, which most of the, 
I assume the others have been tribe versus tribe at this at the start. What when you think back on this iteration of things, like how does that compare? Uh, yeah, it's it's much more, I guess, uh, going straight into it rather than you know you get to ease into the games and the other one, especially whenever your entire team wins immunity, you're just kind of getting to know each other. Whereas the other team that, you know, or teams that are in the bottom have to struggle for figuring out who to get out. Whereas this one, um, there was a little different when it came to the actual vote out because I was immune for the first two challenges. Um, so I didn't get to actually see the the tribal because, you know, the bottom ones were put into the tribes. So I didn't see any of the tribes until the Emily vote out. Um, that was the first one that I was actually participating in. Um, but it made it so that it was... I guess more just jumping right into the thick of things. And I was um, after uh, the Invicta games, I was in, you know, one that had four different teams. I've been in ones that have two different teams and it, it's, it's just so much different because at that point you're, you know, you're, you're a camaraderie of people who are working together for the goal rather than immediately jumping in and working only for yourself. And there's always that aspect of trying to do the, whatever, you know, the best you can do for yourself in a team but it's still you're rooting for the other teammates where you're not really doing that in Invicta games. It's, it's right off the bat, a competition with no actual like teaming up or camaraderie outside of any of the tasks that you give that have um, an actual team aspect to it. Uh, like the one that we did for the high stakes um, balloon toss, that was yes. a team aspect, so, yes. but there are obviously still a, comp- a competition against all the other people still left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, <sighs> You know, you, you're, you're starting the game on day one in a, you know, a merge type environment, except you haven't spent two weeks together with anybody that you're playing with. Yep. Um, and so... We spent a day together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. One day before we had to jump in, so... <laughs> exactly. Um, so in that regard, like, it kind of... Some things become more important, some things become less important. And I think this, the notion that you're kind of jumping in to the deep end at the beginning is, especially for someone who may, who who doesn't quite grasp what's going on as well as someone who's played these games a few times before, like that's a little more daunting even on top of things. Yeah, I feel, I feel like if I had done any other org first and then done Invicta game, I, I would have had a much better um standpoint <laughs> yes but i really had no grand ground to stand on at all just being thrown into an org for the first time with no idea what an org was <laughs> and then it being one that's just right out the gate high competitive stakes with absolutely no buffer really to um have mm-hmm. other people to lean on so it, it, it was quite an experience for a first <laughs> org <laughs> yes uh so let's see um First challenge, or I guess in this season, the first event um, we asked everyone to take part in was uh, a reward event where you were creating your own country. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the Invicta Games modeled after the Olympics, um, the, and that being why everyone was individual, because you're all representing different countries in theory. Um, we had you all go around uh, to the different sub channels and each there were a handful of different commands you would use and they would all ask you to add different details for your country so a name where it was located how big it was the language the color flag all that kind of stuff and compiling all that information uh, we provided that to the vip viewers who all voted on things and the top three that they voted on would get bonus points in the first immunity challenge. Uh, so you created uh, Caravir. Um, yes. Tell me about Caravir, <laughs> if you remember anything I, about it. I do remember some. I, I will say I wish that I had realized how creative we could get with this because I kind of made it more of like a realistic country. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, after we're seeing some of the other people's... Um, countries that they put they put a lot of work and detail into it and they put a lot more like magic in it and i totally would have gone that route had i realized that was something we could have done so i made more of like a straightforward kind of you know almost like an english uh or old 
like Scottish setting. I, I have it in the mountains with a bunch mm-hmm. of forests and the forests are key and they have a lot of old relics and statues and everything in it. Uh, and produce is one of the few things that is like, you know, that they have a lot of things that grow in the island. So that was one of our highest commodities. But I, I really made it more, I guess, too bland and realistic compared to what I really would have done had I been uh, realized how much we could put into this. <laughs> But it was still a lot of fun. Um, I, I didn't re- like I said. I also didn't realize how much work people were going to put into it because this being my first org, I was like, oh, you know, I'll just make a, a cute little drawing for my flag. And then some people went really all out, and I was like, okay, I I I, I could have done more for this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting when I compare this to the creative stuff you did in Academy, and then oh. kind of knowing what that there really weren't any very many limits to things like it, you know, a lot more yeah. detail creativity involved there. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a night and day difference for how my gameplay and just knowing what was going on. <laughs> uh, but that said, um, uh, while yes, the, 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 uh, initial sort of goal of this is to get people to like your country and get people to be, you know, feel you know react have a reaction to the descriptions you give it and there are certainly a lot of countries in here that are uh outlandish and insane (laughs) and definitely provoke a response just reading their descriptions um it is nice when the second aspect of this is that all these countries were actually created within the world that they aren't all that way yes (laughs) from a lore standpoint um you got it was fun in, yeah. and I know this is the game we're talking about, but it was fun in the second one I was in to see them in play and hear about those other countries. Um, it was a really cool way to like go back to the Invicta games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we've used. I mean, we we put all of these countries into this this season itself, and have used a handful of them um, since. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know every they're all on the map <laughs> that we update every season as well um you you end up getting five third place votes out of for the reward uh which puts you in six tenth out of 14 people uh yeah. ryan dum-dum and hudson are the top three and we'll get extra mm-hmm. points for the first immunity challenge and so the first immunity challenge, uh, much like every season we do, is something that ne- requires your attention for a large swath of time um, over a period of 24 Endurance hours. Endurance challenge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one, we had, uh, we would prompt in the challenge channel and tell you wh- what sub-channel to go to and what command to use. And... The first person to go there and use that command would get 15 or 14 points. And then the next person would get 13 and 12 and 11 and so on. And you could do this 18 times out of 24 possible times. And you would get points for the top 12 of the 18 times you did it. And so it was, depending on how fast you were, in your reaction time it was a balance between like okay when are you available and what commands are more or less people going to be able to be awake to actually like go get and figuring that sort of thing out um so as a an endurance challenge over 24 hours uh was that i don't know was that something you were okay with was that a stressful period of time uh, the only thing that made it stressful is that it actually fell on a day that I was driving three hours away. So uh, there were three hours worth of time that I just knew for uh, a fact that I wasn't going to be able to play. So I did as many as I could, and then I drove, and then I did not sleep that night um, <laughs> for a very long time uh, once I got to my grandparents' house. So that's the only thing that really made it stressful is just like I was – it was – I knew for a fact I was missing three of the hours worth of time. And, uh, you know, you could only miss so many if you wanted to have as many responses in there as you could. And so I, I had to allocate them out for that. Um, 
but no, it, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I got a lot of really weird looks from my grandparents when I was on the computer at the time, uh, which trying to explain to them what I was doing, they were completely lost. But, um, that one I, I was able to keep up with and, uh, devote a lot of time to that actually and that's actually whenever i did a lot of the communicating with the other people as well on the main chat uh, again i i definitely should have um also been doing more of the private chats but that was something that i did not realize at the time was so needed and necessary mm -hmm. yeah you uh you were the first person to two of the prompts uh you were one of i think a few people who just did the first um 18 prompts that happened uh, and uh, were done after that and finished with a total of 135 points, uh, almost nine and a half points on average per um, check-in across the entire entirety of things, but a slightly higher than that for just the ones we ended up scoring you for. And that was good enough to be immune at the first tribal and uh yeah no great stuff great great stuff it worked you did it yes <laughs> yeah that was it was worth the no sleep because although at the same time it would have been interesting to see the tribal since i didn't know what was to expect mm -hmm. but I'll, I'll definitely take the immunity as i can get <laughs> yes so we have uh becky heidi nivy kev emily nick and jathan as the seven attendees at the first tribal here. Um, and so I guess given your lack of one-on-one -on -one conversations, was this, you know, you know, you're not separated from these players, so you could still talk to them if you wanted, or if they wanted to talk to you, were they, were you, you know, at all informed about how this was going to go down? Yeah. So, um, I, think just from conversations I had with a couple of the players, I, I talked to Toga and Will, um, Jason and uh, Mary, I believe, are the ones I talked to the most, and Ryan. Um, I, I kind of knew it was going to go leaning towards uh, one of the inactives, and um, at the time, it was just because of timing of everything. It wasn't that she was inactive, but I really had not had any conversations with Becky, and that was kind of what I heard across the board. Um but there were, like I said, there were a couple of people I hadn't had conversations with. So for me, that wasn't too shocking of an outlier. Um, I didn't realize until I think it was the Emily vote that I really needed to talk more. But at that point, I was pretty much already doomed for um, me losing immunity the next round anyway. Um, I almost I almost didn't get voted out that time, but uh, Mary had that extra vote. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, so Becky is the vote, the first person voted out. Uh, there were five votes for Becky, one vote for Kev, and one vote for Jathan. Um, so Becky, first person eliminated from the game. Uh, second challenge, this was another individual one uh, called Social Deduction. And in this one, there were five different colors you could pick from, and depending on the color and depending on how many people picked the same color would impact would affect who attended tribal who was safe and potentially who had other uh, advantages on top of that so the sort of i guess <laughs> i guess the the basic color that was the most straightforward was red and if four or more people picked red they'd all be going to tribal if less than four people picked it they'd be safe uh and red is the color you pick uh yes yeah uh, wow it's been a while yeah. <laughs> uh so some so the rest of the other colors i think are a little more i don't know if complicated is the right word but there's more going on with them i suppose um uh, so orange if exactly one person picks orange, they would attend tribal, but they'd be immune. If more than one person, they'd all attend without immunity. Uh, Hudson ends up picking this and being the only one who does so. Uh, so it works out for him. Um, yellow, if less people pick yellow than pick red, they'll be safe. Otherwise, they go to tribal. Uh, green, everyone goes to tribal, but 
if fewer people pick green, they have votes negated against them throughout the season. And for blue, you're picking another person in the game and you get the opposite of what they get, whether that's attending or not attending. Uh, so in that sense, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if you can recall, there wasn't anything in your confessional about thinking up through the choices here. Uh, do you remember thinking through? Yeah, this? my confessional was pretty pathetic. I also did not realize you had to keep up a, with a confessional um, until the game was over. And I was like, oh, wow, people are putting a lot of things into their, their confessional. Um, so I apologize to viewers. I, I had no idea that was even a thing. Uh, but no, I, I was debating and going back and forth. And the one I almost picked was yellow. Um, yellow was the one I was leaning towards. But I thought that so many people would not want to pick red just because it was so basic and straightforward that that was the option I ended up choosing. Um, and I was not sure how the green one would play out. So that's I kind of avoided that. The only other tempting one was orange, but I figured that that would be so tempting for everyone that I was expecting. And I think everyone was expecting multiple people to choose that one. Yeah. So the fact that Hudson was the only one was uh, pretty insane in my opinion, because I, I thought that was going to be the one that most people would go for. But um, yellow was actually the one I was very heavily debating between. And I ended up just doing red and then I uh, forced myself to forget about it so that I wouldn't second guess myself. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, uh, anybody who picked uh, red so there were four people who picked red. So um, all of you attended tribal council and it's, it's interesting because, you know, none of you could have switched what you picked and gotten a better results unless you picked blue and then also guessed a good person to guess off of blue. But uh, so, you know, hard to kind of play the what if game in that sense, but you know, if two people switch things, then all of a sudden, you know, everything could uh, reorganize itself. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so your first attendance of tribal council here, uh, and so it's I did forget our <laughs> <laughs> and so it's going to be Emily, Heidi, Hudson, Jathan, you, Mary, and Nick are the seven who are going there, um, and so. Like you, I think you said before, this is the vote where Emily is voted out. Um, yeah, what as which is interesting because, like, uh, you know, Emily seems to be one of the few people you actually did have. Obviously, you knew her and you had the connection with her with Cheese. So, um, I don't know, was that tough to cast that vote? It was, I knew from talking to pretty much everyone that I couldn't really fully align myself. I, I saw afterwards, Will was like talking about taking her out and I was like, Oh yeah, I know her in real life. And he's like, ah, crap. Um, but I, I tried not to use that in the game. I tried to just kind of dis dissociate from the fact that I was friends with her. My only worry was, you know, I knew she was new to those games too, and I'm not new to gaming in general. So I do try to take myself out of it when it comes to, you know, relationships with other people and how, to a degree, with how they'll, they'll react to it because it's supposed to just be a fun game. But I was so worried because, like, I, I wasn't sure how she'd take it. Um, but I could tell from my talks with everyone else that she was the choice, and I kind of had a feeling that I was the second choice, so I wasn't going to push back on it too hard. Uh, so I kind of just had to go along with it and there i really didn't see much of a way out of it especially since that that's the time that i started realizing i needed to be more communicative with other people but i didn't want to like i said push it too hard and then have me be the vote and her be the vote the next time because i knew just by how everyone was talking that i was probably the second option mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a little precarious um so uh one vote against Emily ends up being blocked because of her color selection and one vote against Jathan uh, also ends up being negated because of his color selection. Um, another thing, fun thing to be keeping track of throughout the season. Uh, but ultimately Emily, yes. <laughs> Emily is voted out second in um, 
and then there were 12. And here is, the, uh, next up is the Blind Judge Challenge, which is where you and Mary created High Stakes Water Balloon Toss. Yes. <laughs> uh, that was my first real introduction to, aside from seeing everyone's countries, just how outlandishly creative you could be with everything. And you know, I kept trying to be more realistic. And she was like, no, 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 no. We have to be as crazy as possible. And I wasn't sure what the right take was because, like I said, I've never seen any of these games, especially uh, Alliance itself. I've never played one before. So I was like erring on the side of caution, um, which, of course, I threw all that to the wind in my second Alliance org. But, um, yeah, so I was, I was definitely like... Not sure where to go with it, but it was a lot of fun to kind of come up with our weird, quirky uh, water balloon game and um, the misspelling that we purposely did to throw everyone off. Uh, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. It, and it was an interesting challenge. And we actually I think we actually won that one because I think we're missing. I think we voted Kevin out of the last one. It was the second vote was Emily or the third vote. Right. I think we missed Kevin. No, this is where Kev gets voted out. Uh, this, this is where. One. OK. Yeah. Oh, it's because of the extra room that they're in a different order. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, you... So the six... Uh, so we asked you to create an event for the games that you would propose to try to get into the games. Um, and you could really... you could, Yeah, like you said, the, the sky's the limit. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, we saw other... Uh, pairs create games like kite trials glow hunters which was like a capture the flag thing blitz ball precision sky dancing um high stakes water balloon toss is a mouthful <laughs> yes <laughs> uh you and mary created uh a slideshow for it and it just i mean it's exactly what it says uh <laughs> If you know how every word is spelled in that phrase. Yes. Um, and easily, I think, the most outlandish <laughs> event of the group. And I think that that helped. Um, you mean you don't want to go and play high stakes water balloon toss in real life? Uh, not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> um. But so what ends up, so the, the six group, six pairs, uh, the top three uh, would be the ones who would be safe. Uh, Blitzball and Glow Hunters end up being the top two by a relatively decent margin. Uh, Quidditch and Precision Skydance, or hold on, these aren't ordered the way I thought they were. Um, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, so Blitzball and Glow Hunters end up being the top two. Quidditch ends up being the last one by a decent margin, which left high stakes water balloon toss, kite trials, and precision sky dancing uh, all clustered together fighting for this third place spot. And you and the precision sky dancing team, which was Heidi and Will, tied for average ranking. And then the tiebreaker was just, you know, whoever had the most first places or second places and so on. And uh, in the tiebreaking, you end up out you end up breaking the tie and being safe yes yep very close i was so relieved because like i said i wasn't sure how crazy we could get with it and i knew we submitted something that was insane so i was just like it was fun to create and it was it was very humorous to read through but i wasn't sure if we'd be safe from it because i wasn't sure how creative and weird and outlandish we could get I was like i hope this isn't something that we have to have that's like an actual possible to play game because if it is then we're we're doomed um <laughs> but if, if it's not then we had a good chance and we ended up skating through so <laughs> yeah uh yes a all you have to do is toss <laughs> toss water balloons from hot or top yeah toss balloons uh filled with water back and forth to your teammate who's in a different hot air balloon while also grilling steak uh, yes. at the same time. And we have to have it as a, I think we had to have a perfect medium rare, I think is what it was. Um, 
Yes. You had to like do it well. You had to make a really good steak. <laughs> yeah. Once your water balloon takes the plunge back to earth or breaks on either teammate, you can no longer score points. You'll be brought back to the ground and your grill will be turned off. 10 points for each catch and 30 points for each perfectly grilled steak. Yes. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, so the, you're safe. The six people going to, uh, to tribal were Dum Dum, Heidi, Hudson, Kev, Nivy, and Will. And, uh, like we mentioned, this is where Kev is voted out five to zero. And he himself did not submit a vote for this one. It was another one I did know was coming, um, simply because he, he was another one I really had not had conversations with and, that seemed to be uh, a consensus around with every single person I talked to. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, I, I knew the vote for that one more so than I knew the vote for Becky, uh, just because at the time I, I really wasn't sure what was going on when it came to the Becky one. So I, I had caught wind of it most likely being her, but this one for sure, I, I had already seen a couple of the tribals go through. I'd already been in one. So um, I, I definitely knew this was Kev going out here. Yes, yes. Pretty pretty straightforward, all things considered. Um, so, 11 people left. Uh, and this is the... This immunity challenge was the marathon. Uh, where you would... Yes. Uh, you know, run as particular... As much as you wanted each leg of the race. And you got points for the people who ran less than you within that leg specifically. So... Um, so you could do zero, uh, as often as you liked, you had a maximum, uh, energy units, you had 20 energy units to spread out across all 10 legs and just try to get more points, get all the points. Uh, I think the top five were safe in this one. So the bottom six would be vulnerable and, uh, you, you submitted the first five legs together and then you would submit the second five legs um together i don't remember if we yelled at you about talking to each other or not um oh yeah we told you not to discuss Uh, your submissions with other people yeah yeah we couldn't we couldn't talk about them um so and then in the second for the second half we posted the first half legs um but not who had submitted them so you would be able to recognize which one yours was and kind of see where you were in relation to everything else so, yeah. Uh, what was the strategy? Um, I had no idea what to do there, and I wasn't sure what everyone was going to go with. So I, I tried. If I'm not mistaken, I think I tried to space them out. Let me let's see if I can find my scores here. But I was trying to go. Um, yeah, I tried to evenly space them out with as few zeros as possible. Is what I think I did, mm-hmm. and it did not end up working. <laughs> obviously <laughs> uh yeah you were you were in you were tied for fourth place after the fifth leg um it looks like you had 19 points and there were three people who were way ahead of everybody but also had used most of their <clears throat> energy already um so the second part uh you end up front loading a little more it looks like um, mm-hmm. and leaving the back very relatively empty um and a couple i think like uh yeah i don't i i know at the time i remember like having a fairly good and good understanding of like how many points you probably wanted to get each leg and i do not remember <laughs> that anymore yeah. um but you know in the second leg you get some more points unfortunately not enough to uh keep above keep your head above water uh for this one yes yeah no and this is definitely the one where i knew if i didn't get this i was going home and i i was right (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately yes um so but like you said there's a little more it was a little more complicated than that uh so we haven't really touched on any of the advantages uh but there have been a handful of them that have been found up to this point. Um, if I'm not mistaken, there was Hudson had found a safety without power on like day two or three. Um, there was a scrolling through here. 
uh, Toga had found an immunity blessing um, uh, in between the right before the last tribal council. Uh, Jathan had found sort of an immunity idol uh, before this challenge. And then Toga found a vote blessing in a the form of a baton uh, after this challenge mm-hmm. and before this vote. And so the way that worked was she had to give it to somebody else and that person would get an extra vote. And yes, she picks Mary. Uh, so Mary had two votes and that kind of important when six people are attending tribal council, it can break the tie if there would be one as we'll see. Um, so, uh, so I guess, so let me see. You say that like you felt you were going to be voted out if you hadn't won immunity, but you do end up with both um, uh, Nick and Will voting on your side at this tribal council. Uh, so how was that something you were expecting when it happened or what? Yes. Yeah, I was definitely expecting them to be on my side. Um, they were one of the ones I talked to the most. And uh, I, ca- I also caught wind that, you know, Mary was the one who was gunning for me because she thought I had items. And that was because the round before when we were partnered together is when I realized people were finding items. And I mentioned her I was like, wait, you can search for items. And I think that tipped her off uh... to think that I was playing her. And I was like, I really did not realize this was a thing. And um, I started trying to actually look for items, which I know also made me look more suspicious, but I had no idea what I was doing. So I, I got nowhere. Um, but I, I did talk to Will and Nick quite a bit more than most other people. So uh, they were both on my side. And then I talked to Ryan a lot, but um, I knew he was very close with Mary. And so I knew he was most likely going to be voting me with her. The only thing that threw me off was, like I said, the fact that there was an extra vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm. <laughs> I searched your name in Mary's confessional to see if I could get a better understanding, um, and she like pegged you as being part of a an idol hunt, like in the first couple of days with Toga and Kev. At one point. Um... <laughs> And then I was not. No, I don't. I, I yeah. <laughs> as shocking as it might sound, I was not part of that. Uh, there's a great confessional she had where she said, "Why are people so intent on keeping Madison? Why am I so intent on getting rid of her?" Question mark. I did read that. I searched my name and her confession yeah. too. <laughs> and like, it's weird because that's a fair. It's a, you know I feel like that happens a lot. You know you. I don't know. You just you kind of get on this wavelength or mindset of you know all right i'm not working with this person so i want to get them rid of them and it it just it doesn't start as much but then you know three or four votes down the line it's like well that's that's my life now (laughs) and it's so strange (laughs) um yeah i don't i will say from that vote though um i stole will's voting style for all my future games uh, when I didn't care if people knew it was me who voted, and I would use a weird picture, like how he used dum dums for dum dum. Yeah, I I did the same thing, and I would come up with as weird of pictures as I could to use to vote people out, uh, unless I wanted to be stealthy and not people, you know, have people know who voted, and then in which case I would just make it more of a generic vote. Um, but I, I loved seeing like the suckers that he used for the dum dums, so that made me laugh. Was that? There... I knew immediately it was him. <laughs> Was there was there a particular reason that Dum Dum was your target, um, as opposed I, to Mary or Hudson? I guess actual target that I would have gone for would have been Mary, but she seemed so intertwined with everyone. I didn't think that I would get anyone to go against her. Hmm. Um, and I think that looking back and reading the confessionals, I think that's pretty accurate because like. Will was pretty much um, in with Ryan and Mary. Uh, this is one of the few times he went against them, and he kind of uh, paid for it for a while because, you know, I don't think Mary trusted him for a bit. And Nick, I think, ended up going and working with Mary more afterwards, too. And I, I think that I was right in that Dum Dum was the only play I could have gotten. Now, maybe it would have been different had I been more communicative and more actually involved in the social aspect of things. But, I mean, 
I think everything would have been different had I actually known what was going on. So sure, yeah. <laughs> no, no, makes sense. Makes sense. Um. Uh, so yeah, the votes are unfortunately uh, four to three against you, and uh, yeah, we get to the point. Uh, everybody cast their votes. I read the votes. Madison, dum dum. Madison, Madison, dum 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 dum. Six votes for six people, and then I say there's one vote left, and uh, some acting going on by some of people, I imagine, yes. <laughs> as <laughs> as there's questioning and oh my goodness, another vote, and uh, fourth person voted out, Madison, and uh, and that's it. Sad yeah, times. Yeah, and I. I had a feeling the only person I was questioning whether or not would flip Nick went to me from the very get go. And I knew that Nick and I were in well enough and that um, Nick's vote would be dumb, dumb. Will, I was questioning whether or not he'd flip because I knew he, like I said, was very uh, much so partnered with Mary and Ryan. And I wasn't sure if he would actually go against what she wanted and go for dumb, dumb. So I, I, I had a feeling I was going home, and Will, I was kind of questioning the entire time, okay, is he going to actually vote with me or against me? And he voted with me. Uh, it just didn't end up mattering. <laughs> yeah, um, very sad. <sighs> um, so, uh, as I do with everybody who gets voted out, first thing, jump into their confessional. Sorry to see you go. Um, just because I say it to everybody doesn't mean it's not true. And... Uh, and so I never had this is the only season so far that we've had any kind of redemption-esque mechanic at play and my I don't know I think if you looked through the like five or six confessionals where I had to tell people that that was a thing um it would be very strange because I was not practiced at it and I didn't know how to like bring it up in a way that was both dramatic and uh more than i don't know other things um anyway so i tell you hey maybe your game's not officially over yet and we have something called the recovery room players who get voted out go there and then would have a chance to return to the game at a later point um you're excited about it awesome uh and so yeah what do you how do you feel you know this is maybe five minutes after seeing your name written down um i was very 50 50 because part of me was just like okay now i'm i'm out of the game i can sit back i can watch and i can figure out what the heck is going on so if i ever want to play future games i know oh this is what you do um and part of me was just like oh wait i'm still in it okay um (laughs) (laughs) i still have to kind of bumble through and figure it out as i go um so I was I was very 50-50. I like the idea of the redemption arc, especially now that I've been in several orgs and I um, know what to expect now. It's like, oh, great. I actually have, you know, a second chance, an actual uh, way to come back and a way to kind of, especially with how I got taken out, it would have been a fun, like, ha I'm still here. <laughs> um, yes. But at the same time, like I said, it was like, a, ugh, I don't know how much more I can fake it till I make it because I really was still lost. And it wouldn't be until the end of the season where I got to watch everything that I really kind of knew more of what was going on. Um, My second org, which I did afterwards, was uh, a different org outside of Alliance. And that helped a lot, too, uh, to the point where, you know, I I still had questions, though, when I joined in for um, my second round in Alliance games simply because Alliance is just such a beast of a game and it's so dramatically different. And your guys' setup for the searching for things is insane. Um, not in a bad way, just, oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. I feel I feel like it was fun to keep going, but I knew I probably still wouldn't get very far because I was still just kind of running through it and following along and trying to find someone who would help me figure out what was going on without suspecting me of... Um, downplaying my abilities (laughs) so which i I could tell after the fact especially whenever i was told you know this is why mary wants you out um that i was just like okay well 
I don't really know how to ask people for assistance then because like that I really don't know what's going on. Right. Which and but I yeah, I did hear afterwards though that that is the first time that it ever had any kind of redemption arc in Alliance. So uh I imagine the room of um the chat room was going insane when they realized what was going on. <laughs> yeah, it that was the other part of it was trying to keep it hidden from the viewers uh basically the whole time and one of the things that worked in our favor is the previous season had been very emotional <laughs> and the lounge had been very a lot and so what we did at the end of that season for the first time was we kind of delayed opening up the lounge to the players who had just finished the season and so ah. what we did here is we said hey we are letting people kind of decompress before we throw them back into the lounge and it's not a completely a lie i guess uh <laughs> and so <laughs> Uh, there was definitely... Is it, is it decompressing whenever we still have to compete? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but... Is that what you consider relaxing? <laughs> no, but um, it did, I think, <laughs> fool a lot of people. Uh, and yeah. anybody listening to this can can tell me I'm wrong. But I do think it fooled quite a few people and let us uh, get keep this behind the scenes people did eventually come back into the lounge over time it all kind of fit together in that little narrative so that was a lot of fun uh yeah it's the only still the only time we've had something like this um within a season it's not a it's not generally a twist i really like uh but mostly because that i just don't think the actual show has done it super well um yeah but um i think it works out better when it relates specifically to the pre-merge portion of the game oftentimes the show does one at the pre at the merge somebody comes back and then like they bring somebody back at like final five it's it's too much um yeah especially since like that person does not have the i guess the rep with the other players like and that i felt bad for becky because she wasn't able to build up anything being the first person taken out and then being thrown back into the game when she got back in she didn't have that same repertoire that everyone else had so it was Coming back in, but coming back in with a slight disadvantage. Yeah. So when you show up to the recovery room, uh, Becky's the only one there. Uh, Kev and Emily and Becky had competed in a marathon race alongside of everyone else. And the highest score from that survived. Uh, that ended up being Becky. And so she stayed. Emily and Kev went to the lounge. So just the two of you there at the t that time. And then the next, I think it was like, yeah, the next day, uh, you had your uh, recovery event. Uh, yes. And so the players were playing a game, a challenge called Synchronized Writing, where they would be paired up and have to write a 50-word paragraph that included the words event and country. Everything else, they could do whatever they wanted. But the goal was to, without, you know strategizing write paragraphs that had overlapping words mm -hmm. for you and becky uh you had to also write a paragraph uh couldn't be more than 50 words it must contain country and event and uh your goal would be to uh give me or no that's what they did sorry you had to the two of you had to give me two nouns and two adjectives each four letters or more and for each time either of those, any of those four words appeared in any of the paragraphs written by any player, you'll earn a point. And each time uh, a nearly identical word appeared, you get half a point. So if you gave me a singular noun and the noun that was used was plural, you get half a point, that sort of thing. Um, so uh, very, uh, I don't even know what the strategy would be for this other than trying to think of the most generic words possible. Uh, I guess <laughs> that's exactly what I tried to do. I tried to come up with as basic of a word that is common as I could. Um, I don't, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think that our points were very dramatically off from each other, but she definitely obviously had the edge. Yeah. You, you end up picking the words 
uh, proud, friendly, flag, and people. Um, yes. Yep. Trying to see if there's a good. Oh, here we go. Uh, nope, that's not a good way to look at it. Um, and then Becky picked uh, person, team, each, and every. So each and every, I think, are pretty, pretty good adjectives. Yes. Um, yep. And that's where her edge definitely came from. Yeah. So uh, it ended up being a difference of just half a point. Um, so yes. let's see. Uh, yeah. Becky earned two points for each, two points for every, half a point for team, and one and a half points for person to get seven points to your six and a half. And uh, yeah. Then officially, you were out of the game. Yep. So um, now you know a bit of a start and stop end, um, so to speak. What when so you finally get out? You're in the lounge. You can watch the rest of the season. You can see how things unfold, and um, uh, you know final three of Jathan and Mary and Ryan, uh, Jathan ultimately winning. Um, yeah, I don't know. What What did you pick up on, learn, figure out, use for future games? Um, you know, obviously, you know, we talked a bunch about the one-on-one -on -one conversations and that sort of stuff, but was there anything else you kind of learned along the way? Uh, well, it was only something that really helped me with um, my next bout at Alliance Games, but um, and not that it really helped me in the end because I couldn't find anything. <laughs> but um, I did realize, you know, how the search system works um, and just how involved you have to be in that process to be able to find anything. I was able to find the start of some. I was able to find some, you know, clues that led others my second game around. I just never really was able to go as full as, you know, some of the other ones. I don't know if it would have been different. And, you know, my second season was a returning season. So obviously every single person there had experience with some sort of search system in Alliance as well. And several of them were exceptionally experienced simply just because of being very, very heavily involved in the viewer system. So yep. I don't know if I would have had a season to watch and then join with other people who had never played Alliance as well, <laughs> if I would have done better. Um, but it, it definitely was something that, you know, obviously a very niche aid, but it did help me with my second game, at least understanding what was going on with that part of it. Um, and just seeing how some of the Alliance games are played. I mean... I played a lot of other orgs at this point, but most of those use puzzle-based or logic-based or social deduction games, whereas Alliance has challenges that are kind of in some ways out of nowhere um, <laughs> and not something I would be expecting. So that helped to at least you know, know to expect the unexpected for whenever I join <laughs> Alliance games in the future. But really just... How much I needed to socialize was the biggest thing that I used and utilized in my games going forward. And also, um, I guess, hardening up the shell and knowing that as much as you can trust other people, you can't trust other people. And my second game that I was in was the one I was a partner with Cheese. And even though we were partners, like I said, the entire time, I knew he was scheming to get me out and I was scheming to get him out. <laughs> and we both jokingly threw our names out to other people. Um but only half joking. <laughs> I would have totally gone for a cheese vote instead of me, you know, obviously going out whenever I get voted out. But, um, and he knows that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it just it just showed, you know, as much of a social deduction game it is and how much you have to make partnerships and friends, you have to do it with a sense of, but they're eventually going to turn on you because there's only one winner. That's true. It's very true. It's It can be a bit of a ruthless game. Uh, if, yes. if you let it and uh, yeah no well um, I think that just about covers your experience in Invicta uh, is there anything else from from the season that we haven't touched on 
that you can think um, of? I don't think so. I mean, I, I realized, I, I guess the only other thing I'll say that I learned is obviously that how much confessionals matter. And I dramatically changed how I did my confessionals from that point on. How, um, I guess, because most, again, another place where Alliance is fairly unique in that when you, you're in your confessional channel and most other orgs, um, viewers or in some cases VIP viewers can just see all your confessional messages. Um, generally, though, you have like a submissions channel that they can't see. Yes. Uh, this being a place where they can't see your messages unless you send them to them. And if they like them, react to them or whatever, you don't even get to know about it. Uh, how big of a difference is that? Um, it is. It's, it's kind of like a 50-50 thing when it comes to um, picking and choosing what you want the viewers to see and not forgetting about the viewers. Because, you know, like you said, in the other ones, <laughs> I, I essentially turn my confessionals into like shopping channels. Um <laughs> Where I, I discuss like dresses and pictures and whatnot with other people, but you know, viewers in all those get to see pretty much everything I'm writing, and they sometimes even get to react to them. Um, so long as it's obviously not giving any clues or pointing to the actual gameplay. Whereas with Alliance, I really had to, especially for my second game when I was trying to be much more involved in my confessional, I really had to pick and choose what to send and not forget. Like I, I forgot sometimes. Oh, viewers can't see this. So then I would have to go in there and resubmit things that I had, but, you know, obviously with the queue to make it so it's seen by the actual viewers. Um, mm -hmm. It is nice, though, because it, it kind of takes away from having to have that submissions channel. Because uh, I definitely had a lot of communications going on in there as well. And there's definitely times where I have to send questions about, you know, rules or strategies or specific gameplay rules as to, opposed to, like, challenge rules that I just want clarification on, but I don't necessarily would want that to be in my confessional. So it was nice that knowing that, you know, I could talk to you guys for more guidance when needed, but then ping it to be able to talk to the audience and it's all in one place. So I don't have to remember <laughs> not to accidentally write it in the wrong channel. Right. No, that's true. Uh, yeah, it's something... It's one of those things where I feel like there are definitely arguments to be made about changing the way we do it, but I don't personally anyway, I don't feel like they've been, I feel like they're just shy of being convincing enough for me, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah. And cause I, I, you know, you know, I'm still waiting for somebody to kind of like, I don't know, like next level the confessional command in a way that like displays a version of themselves that is not the actual version of themselves, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Like I Oh yeah. It's gotta happen at some point. I just don't know when or who. <laughs> um, yeah, I imagine that would be an interesting tool to get people to like you and to play with it but not necessarily being honest and truthful <laughs> yeah because when i when i think of the show like they're editing a story kind of at times and depending on the trajectory of the season there's often you know there's a few different people throughout a season that kind of come across as main characters but when you're playing an org typically um, everyone, you get to see everyone's thoughts. And so everyone presents themselves as the main character for the most part. But if you could edit your own, you know, presentation to people um, and you were a villain, you could pretend you're the hero or vice versa, I guess. I don't think that's as valuable, but, um, you know, you just... It feels very flexible, and I'm still waiting to see people fully take advantage of it. Yeah, I can see that. I, I There's definitely times where, especially as a player, you see people more as, to your point, being a hero versus being a villain, or being a villain versus being a hero. But then whenever you get to see their actual confessions at the end of the game, it does completely change like your opinion of them. Like... <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, they weren't just trying to get me out for this reason. It was literally because 
this person did this and then this other person did this and it kind of made it look more questionable it's 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 really interesting to see the confessionals at the end especially for players who are heavy-handed in their confessions Mm -hmm. um which obviously viewers did not get much from me in this game (laughs) which is okay that's okay it happens um i think it helped me a lot in my second game with alliance though because no one knew me (laughs) a little yeah no it it certainly impacts especially when you're comparing yourself to say a hirsch or a brandon who you know everyone knows everyone knows (laughs) they've seen him around every single season it's it's a very different different relationship yes yep all right well this has been a lot of fun um it's been good to kind of dive into invicta it's a season i i this happens every time but like i've spent i don't know you know like 50 60 hours talking to people about nexus park at this point i am tired of talking about that season i'm ready to talk about a new season and i'm excited to get to dig deeper into invicta and i'm glad i got to start it off with you well, thank you very much. And uh, it was it was fun to go back down memory lane. It's it's I, I've come a long way since my <laughs> first getting thrown into an org. Oh, um, I will have. I will claim partially against my will. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, it, it's it's interesting to go back and just be like, I, I can't look back at it too too much because I, I can use it as a learning for the future. But if I look on it now as in, someone who is experienced in orgs it's kind of infuriating to see all the things I could have done that I just didn't know to do. <laughs> right. So I will, I will use it as a learning thing, but I will not dwell on that season too much uh, for my own ineptitudes, not for the game itself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is fair. That is fair. Uh, well, have a great rest of your day and thank you. And I'm sure I will be talking to you somewhere down the line to do this again uh, yeah. later next year. <laughs> well, it sounds good. And thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. If you'd like to try your hand at Alliance, our applications are always open. You can find more information by visiting AllianceSeasons.com. Our 13th season, Sky Cruiser, is still casting. Come join us in the HQ during the off-season for games and trivia and other fun stuff. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same tonight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell, I'll be the same adieu. Nothing's really left. Or lost without a trace Nothing's gone forever Only out of place So long, farewell Oh, what I'll be to say Wait a minute Wait a minute Wait a minute